Hey guys, this is Mrs. Ford. It's English Teacher Radio. Holler at you. How are you guys? Okay, let's see what time it is. I always have to check the time. Thursday, March, something I don't know. Oh, 26th, um, 9.02, 9.02 p.m. So we have a Thursday. I'm going to start by telling you guys a little bit about my day and my silver lining. And then I'm going to talk to you about... Um, some books that changed my life. Sorry, I'm going to call this next segment today or this segment for today. This book changed my life. That's what I'm going to call it. And then we're going to do shout outs. So my day, well, it started off like any other. Oh no, it didn't start off like any other. I forgot to tell you something. I went to the store. Never in my life did I think that going to the store would be such a terrifying a terrifying endeavor. Life is so weird. Life has changed so fast. I'm hardly wrapping my head around it. Hold on. My son's trying to tell me something. What do you want to tell me? My son wants me to tell you that he just got a dubs on. What did you get? What do you want me to tell them? Oh, now he's so embarrassed that I acknowledge his existence. Yes, you can have a granola bar. Okay, guys, I went to the store. I was terrified. I stayed six feet away from everyone. I wore gloves. I did not wear a mask. Um, it was, it was not crowded at all. And I still was terrified. Every time I would turn down an aisle, I would see a person and I would take my cart and sprint the other way. Oh gosh. I don't even know. I never want to go to the store again, but, um, I went to the store. The good news is got pancake mix, got plenty of pancake mix, pancake mix to last me at least another two or three weeks. Um, and some other good stuff because we were running low, but I think from here on out, I got to try delivery. Where are you guys on going anywhere? Are your parents not allowing you to move? I think that's probably a good idea. Stay home. No joke. Stay home. But sometimes you got to get the groceries. Okay. Um, so I'm seeing some people turn some stuff in on Classroom, and I am loving it. Um, if you're wondering about your research paper, specifically 6th Hour or Sarah and Ethan from 4th Hour, I'm grading them right now. I think I have like maybe 10 or 11 left. So I've graded a little over half. You can check on turn in sixth hour to see if your score has been posted. Sixth hour. Here's the thing. I can't like make a slot for the score until I have all of them graded because you guys will do that thing where you're like, oh, my, I have an E now because you haven't put in a score yet. I know, but I can't grade them all in one day. So I just decided to not make a slot at all until I finish grading all of them, which is going to be probably tomorrow. So that's why there's no slot in the grade book. If you have not uploaded a paper, um, it's going to really hurt your grade. And I'm not really sure why you wouldn't. But if that's you, maybe you could send me an email, send me a paper, turn in a paper. If you guys have any missing work in the grade book that you know you turned in, please email me. I have to post for third term soon. Um, so make sure you look at your grades if you haven't done so yet and make sure the term three is updated. And if something is missing that you know you're that you know you turned in, email me immediately. Okay. Um, so I don't have any new content to discuss with you, but I really want to talk about, uh, books. So I posted on Instagram earlier. I want to know what you guys are reading, even if it's, I don't care what it is. Just tell me what you're reading. And I want to start a little mini segment today called this book saved my life. You guys are in a really weird time. And for a lot of you, I'm sure you, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming 
that distractions are good for people. So I know for me, I get really consumed by Twitter um, and it takes me to a very dark place because everything out there is really sad right now. And I think it's only going to get much worse. So I think that information is good. I want to be really informed, but I know there are parts of the day when I'm on too much. Like it just really brings me down or it causes me stress or anxiety. And reading has been a great move for me. So now before I go to sleep, I charge my phone like in the kitchen or away from me because if I put it next to me, I'm just going to wake up and look at Twitter. Not a good idea. Won't be able to sleep. So now I try to read before I fall asleep and um, that's what I should be doing. But my phone is constantly in my face and I've gone back to reading before I fall asleep. And that's, that's an excellent thing for me to do. So I want, first of all, post to me on Instagram, what you are reading and I would love to report out, not necessarily your name and the title, but I would love to report out what teenagers are enjoying and then let other teenagers know. So I want to do a little segment here called This Book Saved My Life. And you know what, you guys, you may find a book while we're on quarantine that saves your life, that like keeps you distracted, that keeps your heart rate down, that keeps your anxiety at bay, right? Like you might find a book that is really mentally healthy for you. And even if you've never been a reader before, that's okay. Reading is available to everyone all the time. So many people, so many adults will tell me, oh, I never read in high school, but I read as an, now as an adult, I read all the time. And that's just how it goes. Sometimes you have to get away from people forcing you to read in order for you to find your own way. So for some of you with this time away from me and away from school, I bet for a lot of you, this is an opportunity for you to figure out what you like to read, which I think is um, important for everybody. So I want to talk about two books tonight. Okay. I I have a lot of books that saved my life, but I'm only going to talk about two tonight. The first one I want to talk about was inspired by Ethan Finling, who posted to my Instagram that he's reading Harry Potter for. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, I've got to talk about Harry Potter on the podcast. Um, If you have not read the Harry Potter series, it's not, I guess, I don't want to say it's not for everybody, but like there are just some people who haven't read it. My sister never read it. My husband hasn't read it. They're just like not, not into it. You know what I'm saying? But if you're bored and like there's a bunch of Harry Potter books at your house, because maybe your parents or your brother or sister read them, give it a shot. They're very readable. They move really quickly. I think they were really entertaining. But Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows saved my life. And I want to talk a little bit about it. Ethan, I am not going to spoil anything, I promise. Okay, so Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows came out in what year? Let's Google it really fast. But um, Harry Potter, as you continue... Um, as you continue to read it, and Ethan and other people, Jack Hoffman, if you're still reading this, um, you know this, if you're still reading the series, but as you continue to read the series, they become, they no longer become children's books. Um, they become very mature reads. They no longer become about magic and giants. They become about the purpose of life and the purpose of death. Um, and of course, those are that groundwork is laid. Is You see that foundation in the beginning, of course, because of his circumstances, but it's not till the end that it becomes, that's what it's about. It, it is a war. I don't think I gave anything away there, but okay, I got to stop talking about it. Okay, so 
in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows was released. It came out in July of 2007. And in, okay, wait, I got to back up for a sec. You guys have to, you guys don't know this because you're living in a time much after, you know, the 2000s when the Harry Potter books came out. But once, like after book one and book two, when these books were released, it was like the bookstores were packed. People are dressed in wizard outfits everywhere. It was a huge event when one of these books would come out. And that that was really cool to be alive for and be a part of. The other cool thing about Harry Potter is that the first one came out like, I don't know, it must have been in high school, maybe even before that. Um, and they sort of like, I don't know, like I grew up, I became a mature person with these Harry Potter books in the background. Um, so it's published on July 21st, 2007. And in 2007, that summer, my life really changed. I don't think I want to talk about this whole story on the podcast tonight. Um, but I will say that in July, in June of 2007, I lost a person, a person very close to me passed away in my life and it was extremely traumatic. And I get Harry Potter, I get Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, of course, in July of 2007. This is less than a month after this traumatic event had happened to me. And I open it up and the two, there are two um, epigraphs in the very beginning of the book. And I immediately start crying because they say everything that I had been feeling. Um, and I'm trying to find them for you, um, which I probably should have found before I started the podcast, but maybe not. If you have a Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows at home, or you've read this one already, if you have a copy, you should go reread the epigraphs because they're honestly incredible. And th- I mean, that's, they're not even by JK Rowling. Like that's not even the, that's not even the main show, but I, I'm obsessed with those epigraphs. They, they, they said everything that I had been trying to think of on my own. Um, and I knew that this book would be painful for me to read, but at the same time, they would be really valuable for me. So the epigraphs are incredible. Um, and they really set the stage for what is about to happen. But then all this crazy stuff happens, none of which I'm going to tell you, Ethan and other Harry Potter readers. But there is a scene toward the end where Harry, I'm being very careful here, I'm not going to spoil it, um, gets an opportunity to talk to someone who is no longer alive. And uh, they have this, in the chapter is called King's Cross because that's where they have the conversation in King's Cross Station. And they have this amazing conversation that was very moving for me. And Harry cannot believe that this conversation is happening with this person that he has missed so much. And at the very end of the chapter, he, like, he can't believe it, right? Like this must be, this can't be real. And at the end of the chapter, he says to the person he's talking to, he says, um, you know, is this real or is this all in my head? And the person says back to him, and I'm not going to get this quote right, but it's something to the effect of, even if it's all in your head, why does that not make it real? And 
I mean, I don't know where, I don't know if I could recall where I was at that moment, but I don't think I'll, I will never forget that moment in that book as long as I live. And I mean, you got to understand this is a made up story about witches and wizards. Like none of this is true, but it just confirmed so many things that I had been experiencing and living through and dealing with. Um, it had just validated so many things I had gone through and also gave me a lot of hope that I could move through things and I didn't have to be stuck places. And it also gave me a lot of reassurance that I was not a crazy person. Um, I still to this day firmly believe that JK Rowling and I could be best friends. I mean, that's just a fact. Um, there is part of me that reads that book. And I think like, I know this person who wrote this, like, I, I just feel like I know what she values. Um, but Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows saved my life. That's the first one I want to talk about. If so, Ethan, you're probably going to read all of them over this quarantine. Um, but stick with them cause they're all amazing. Okay. The second book I want to talk about is not as heavy at all, but <clears throat> it's by this hilarious author whom I follow on um, Twitter. And I think she's just as funny on Twitter and her name is Anne Lamott. Okay. Uh, L A M O T T. And she's written a ton of books and, um, I think I've read most of them. I just read her recent one on my, uh, library app called, I think it was called everything, everything. She's really, really funny. And, um, she was a single mom. Her son is now like in college, I think, but she was a single mom and she wrote a, a memoir about raising a baby by herself. And it was called operating instructions. And it was hilarious. I read that. I loved it. Okay. But the one book she wrote that saved my life was called bird by bird and bird by bird is about how to be a writer. And I read it, I'm sure when I was in college and, um, I mean, I'm an English teacher, but I also love to write and I write all the time. Um, I, you know, well, I haven't written in quarantine cause I have no free time, but I love to write and I consider myself a writer. So I've always wanted, I always wanted to be a writer, even when I was little, even when I was little, even in college, even now. Um, and you know, I think if you are a writer or if you're a person who writes, you can connect with this feeling of every time you sit down at the computer, you're like, I suck. I'm no good. I'm horrible. Who would read this? It's all garbage. Like that is what I think every time I sit down to write. And I'm pretty sure this is why bird by bird was so important for me. She explains that this is what every single writer goes through. And she talks a lot about how writing is not this process where the great writers of our time, like sit down and magic hits their fingers and it all comes out the first time perfectly. And those people are the real geniuses. Like she really dispels that myth. And she talks about how writing is an extremely laborious process that anyone can do, but you have to stick with it basically. And I just so appreciated reading that in my younger years because I think I was very much of the mindset that like some people are writers. There's this very, I used to think, and this is a myth, but I used to think, oh, there's this very special category of people called writers and they're smarter than everyone. And they can, they can write something amazing the first time they sit down at the computer and they have some sense of genius that I will never have. 
so I should just give up now. That's what I used to think. And then after reading Bird by Bird, Bird by Bird, and I mean, I love Anne Lamott. She's hilarious and funny, and she's a person that I would put in the category of like, oh, she's just super talented. It happens every time like this. Um, But after reading her, after reading the book Bird by Bird, I understood that like, oh, writing is something that you just have to do. Like you have to write the same thing over and 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 over. And then after all that drafting, you'll probably have something that's really, really good. And she talks about how like she has this one chapter called the down draft. And she's like, the first thing you have to do is just get it all down on paper. And then, and then you have a down draft, but you know, your down draft is just your first draft. She's like, it's all going to be garbage. Right. And she talks about how, I mean, and to me, it's not, it wasn't discouraging, but it dispelled the myth because I always felt like my first draft was garbage because guys, it was garbage, but every draft gets better. And that's really what she says. If you're willing to like put in the time and put in the work and commit to it, you can be an amazing writer. And I think that's really true. And I think that I know that bird by bird really said to me, you know, you can do this if you stay with it. And that's become an important message for me. You know, I don't have a ton of time to write in right now, right? Like I'm in quarantine with my three kids, but it's something to me, it's like playing golf or playing tennis. I can do it my whole life, even when I'm older. Um, so I really, I know bird by bird changed my life because it assured me that if I really wanted to be a writer in any capacity, even if it was just something I did for fun or to take my mind off of things or to be creative or to be inventive, I could be a writer. It was available for me. And that was a really important thing for me to hear when I was younger. Okay. So those two books, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows and Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott, those two books changed my life. Um, Guys, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Shout outs. First of all, Xavier Daniel. Did you guys notice how I paused just there? So Travis K could yell free Zave. Um, I heard from Xavier. Um, Ethan, thanks so much for Harry Potter. Um, I would also like to shout out Tori. I'm seeing stuff coming from Tori. Uh, Lilia, I'm seeing stuff coming from Lilia. Evan on the gram. So good to see you, Evan. Who else do I have here? Uh, let's see. Oh, Mr. Malashi's commenting on my Instagram. Um, Liliana, Liliana, I saw your story about, um, all of your poetry books. I died. I didn't know how to send you a message on Twitter because I don't know anything about how to do things like that. I just kept pushing buttons, but I couldn't figure it out. But anyway, I love all of your, um, I love all of your poetry and I think you should write poetry and you should send it to me. Um, Okay. So guys, if I, if you have not responded to my Instagram post on what you're reading, please respond. And if you haven't been doing any English 11 work, you can always start today. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode and, um, yeah, send me an email if you enjoyed it. And I hope all of you guys have a great night.